Just because someone is running some really amazing marketing does not mean that they nail it on every aspect of their business model. Sometimes somebody just hits it out of the park. And what you see is like the survivorship bias of a success story where they're succeeding almost in spite of themselves. And there was so much more to be had if they had just better strategies in play. And this is something that Joe Carbo, the author of The Lazy Man's Way to Riches, actually realized late in life. He said like that he made some massive mistakes. And I want to share that story with you today. Um, so you may be familiar with The Lazy Man's Way to Riches. It was, it was a very big success. It's a famous direct response story and advertisement. And really this ad, it's full of great copywriting, especially in the business opportunity or income opportunity space. Like it is worth studying. And what was really interesting about it, one thing that was really interesting about it is that a lot of the ads that we study, like they laugh when I sat down at the piano, but when I started to play, those were ads that appeared in magazines and in print publications, but they were not the entire selling message. Those ads were lead generation pieces where when you sent in the coupon, you would actually get a sales letter sent out to you. And so there was a whole other sales message attached to them in two-step advertising instead of one-step advertising. Well, Lazy Man's Way to Riches succeeded as a one-shot sale from print advertisements. And I, like, here's the copy. The title of the book is the headline. Most people are too busy earning a living to make any money. It's the sub headline. It's a great like positioning statement for this. And if we look closely, he actually says, he says pretty early in the ad, he says, um, you know, it, it, I'm going to ask you to send me $10 for something that cost me no more than 50 cents to send you. Um, and, and so he's asking for 10 bucks. Right? And you send in your check or money order with the form. And he says he won't deposit the check or money order for 31 days after the book is in the mail. So there's a guarantee built into it. But still, he's asking someone to send $31 from, from just reading this ad, right? And it's, it is rather impressive for that, that it was so successful. In fact, over 3 million books were sold at $10 each. Here's the book cover, The Lazy Man's Way to Riches. Um, but these people saw this ad, they replied to the ad, they sent in 10 bucks along with their name and address, and they got the book sent out to them. And that is $30 million in sales. So what do you have to regret after $30 million in sales? Well, his greatest regret was how he fulfilled the orders. And so, you know, Carbo is often seen as this direct marketing genius. In a way, he was. He was a copywriting genius. He, he wrote this incredible ad that was so successful. And in the book, he taught direct marketing principles and strategies, right? But when someone sent those orders in, here's what happened. Uh, he would take the order, the order coupon that they filled out with their name and address. He would have a book sent to that address. And he would have an envelope um, for all the checks that arrived on a specific day. Now, a little more complex than this, but 
This is, this is the basic process, right? All the checks that arrived on one day would be stored in one place, and then 31 days later, he would cash them, right? And he would throw out the order card, and then the transaction was done, right? So the person ordered the book, they got the book, he made his $9.50 margin on that, minus advertising costs, right? And it was successful. Right? And he just kept running ads and he scaled this up and ran it all over the country and was wildly successful with this one ad and this one book. But he threw out the names. He threw away the names. So here's how he could have been $100 million richer. The money in direct marketing is in the list. It's in the relationship. It's the relationship that you have with your customer base, how you have fulfilled on the value that you've promised and their willingness to do more business with you into the future. So make a single sale and throw out the order form. There's a $10 lifetime value there. And that's like the maximum lifetime value from these customers. So you have to make more than $10 in revenue for every $10 you spend. Like it's I, I mean, and in that $10, there was the cost of advertising, the cost of fulfillment, the cost of printing, all that stuff, right? All of that was built in plus whatever profit he was going to make. Now, you know, sell $30 million worth of books and there's probably some profit in there, a, a, a nice little chunk of change that you can uh, take home at the end of the day, right? But imagine if for every $10 he brought in the door, he found a way to increase the lifetime value by $34. That's $34 times the 3 million people. That's $102 million more in revenue that could have been generated without getting a single additional customer, without getting a single additional customer. So if he made some kind of offer that got 10% of the people to spend $340, that would have been $102 million more in revenue. If 25% of the people spent $136, that would have been $102 million more in revenue, right? And the thing is, like once somebody has bought that $10 book, they are predisposed to being like willing to, assuming that you fulfill and people are happy with what they read in the book, People are predisposed to, to, to spending more money with you, right? And in fact, these people who've happily spent money with you once and gotten what they came for, there's enormous price elasticity in selling to them. So some example offers here. On the high end, he could offer some $500 advance course. And I'm, I'm trying to go with, you know, this was in the 70s. So I'm trying to go with what a high ticket offer might've looked like then, right? A high ticket offer might have looked like some $500 advance course. Or on the low end, he could have had a $29 a month offer for six months. Either one of those could easily have helped him hit these thresholds of increasing the lifetime value by $34. Or he could do both. He could have had a low end offer for $29 a month. Uh, for six months, he could have a high end offer for $500 for some advanced course. He could have multiple offers going to that same audience over the course of months or years. And because he has this captive audience, because he has these people 
who have done business with him once and know him, like him, trust him because he fulfilled on what he promised in the beginning, he could easily, easily have multiples of that $34 addition in lifetime value, multiples of the $100 million or more. He had 3 million buyers that he acquired with this book. There's so much opportunity in that. And, and, and really, like, it gets even better because I'm just talking about what happens with the same number of buyers. So if you have a $10 lifetime value, like he, he scaled this up to 3 million buyers with a $10 lifetime value like total revenue from each customer of $10, which meant that at maximum, like not even, not even talking about profits or the cost of running the business or anything, but at maximum, he could spend $10 to acquire the customer plus to fulfill, cost per acquisition plus cost of goods sold. He could spend a maximum of $10, and that would be breaking even. If he suddenly had increased that lifetime value to $44. He could spend more than $10 for his maximum cost per acquisition plus cost of goods sold, right? Maybe he could have doubled that. Maybe he could have spent $20 per customer that he brings in, knowing that he's getting $44 out. And the question then becomes, how does this impact your media choices and your scalability? Are there additional publications that you can go to using the print media or additional ad networks that you can go to using online media that are not accessible at the $10 max cost per acquisition, but that might be accessible at $20 max cost per acquisition? Or, you know, if you adjust the economics more, it could be 30, 40, 50, $100 maximum cost per acquisition. It could be more than that. Right, But how does that impact your media choices? Where can you show up that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise? How does that impact your ability to scale? Could you have scaled this to 6 million buyers instead of 3 million buyers times that $44 lifetime value versus $10 lifetime value? What's possible if you're able to spend more to acquire a customer? But Joe Carbo recognized this a little bit too late because he'd already thrown out all the order coupons, all the names, all the addresses. A great ad, yes, it's awesome, it's incredible. Having an ad like the Lazy Man's Way to Riches ad that brings in three million buyers, that's wonderful. And it's something that, you know, as, as marketers, we can all aspire to, right? But how can you re-engineer economics so that you don't even have to have as good of an ad and you could create an even better outcome in terms of, scale and profitability, right? Uh, being able to spend more to acquire a customer, being able to generate more profit on the back end through more effective relationship marketing, through building a product line that is designed to be A, B, C, you know, somebody going down the line when appropriate, right? And this really, this type of thinking, um, well, let's just say Joe Carbo could get away with a lot based on the time in which he was selling The Lazy Man's Way to Riches. Uh, in a way, he could get away with being lazy, right? Um, although I would say he's not nearly as lazy as that title suggests because uh, even though he found an efficient way to make a lot of money, 
he he had quite the operation going on to fulfill three million books, to sell three million books, to do the media buying that led to the sales of three million books, right? To write the copy. And that's not the only piece of copy he tested, right? Um, but the environment that he was in allowed something like this to be a success story that worked out. Today, there is the technological capability in markets so that it's easy to bump someone from $10 lifetime value to $44 lifetime value or from $50 lifetime value to $500 lifetime value, right? All of that is made easier with the technology that we have available between funnels and automation and all of that, right? So the technological capability has made it so much easier. There's also competition from every corner of the planet uh, in every market that are using that technological capability and that are speaking to the same audience, right? So you're dealing with ample competition in marketplaces and as a result, mixing up the technological capability and the competition, media costs have gone up because as more people compete for the same amount of media opportunities, attention opportunities, the cost to access those opportunities to put your ad front and center go up, right? And so all of this is driving driving us to the point as marketers where it is it, it's a necessity to not just try to make money on that front end sale like Joe Carbo was able to do as he sold 3 million copies of The Lazy Man's Way to Riches at 10 bucks a piece, right? But in many cases, we have to operate on the front end at break even or at a loss and make all our profit on the back end like Joe Carbo missed out on doing. So. Call to action for you at the end of this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. Ask yourself, how can you use this? How does this apply to you, to your business, to your marketing? And if you'd like to chat through what different offers might look like in your business to maximize customer lifetime value, especially if you're an established direct response marketer, well, I offer a free intro call for my fractional CMO and copy chief services. So you can check that link in the description. I'm Roy Furr, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.